accomplishment of a lot of firsts for me. My first time being in a relationship, my first time being married, my first time being in love. Well, hopefully. The experts hit it. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think I can do this. I don't want to marry a stranger. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It is the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one who to raise right there. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? We're doing a lot better than all of these couples. No, none of them are going to make it. Here's, here's how I'm feeling at this point. We're 10 episodes in. I feel like I've gotten my wish and... There's the classic saying, careful what you wish for. Mm. And and I think I love the dumpster fire of couples not working out. I love watching failed relationships. You know, it, Kenny and Armando, shout out to 90 Day Fiance. We hate them because we love them. We hate them because they're just so in love and there's no issues. And We this, love them. This season changed a little for them. But like, I don't want to see butterflies and rainbows all the time. I, wanna, I always say this. I want to see drama. I want to see dumpster fires. I want to see fighting and breakups. Now we're getting nothing but that. And it's a little trying. It's wearing on me a little bit. I like it. I think Becca and Austin are still okay. But I saw the previews and there is this one moment in the previews and they always show it. And I just thought of it today. There is a preview of him all dressed walking to a big SUV by himself, which means that's the decision day. Yeah, well, it could be the decision, the the ride to the decision day. No, it it's at it's- the place. Oh. They show a few of them arriving, so it's the same spot, but okay. he's leaving okay. alone. Interesting. I know, I, I told you weeks ago that some spoilers were leaked and one of them blew people's mind. And I said, well, the only thing at this point in the season that I think would blow people's mind is Becca and Austin not making it. So I'm, look, I don't know who's going to make it at this point. If I had to put my money on anyone, it would be Mike and whoever he's going to get Michael? With. Yeah, Michael and whoever he's going to, because whoever we're watching now is out of luck. Yeah. It's, uh, I can see all of them being matched for a reason. But I think the the experts didn't go deep enough. For example, religion, come on. Religion is so big. Why would you match an atheist with a religious person? I'm well, serious. Because it depends what they said in their interview. They could say, yeah, I'm somewhat religious. I'm not very religious. I'm open to anybody. And then when push comes to shove, it's it's all fine if you love everything else about the person. If you're kind of on the fence about the person and then there's this big issue like religion, now it's a deal breaker. Okay, so let me ask you this. Do you don't think that questionnaire includes how you want to raise your kid? Do you want to raise your kids religious or it not? Should. Because if it doesn't, it should. That's such a big deal. Of course they're not going to make it. There is no way they will make it. And simply, even if they were in love, they're not going to make it. I've just never watched a season and I've watched 17 seasons of this show where halfway in, not even halfway in, this started episode seven, eight, where like most of the couples were thinking about calling it quits. We had one already say they want a divorce and now there's others that are seemingly wanting a divorce and we're 
not even halfway there. Well, speaking of that, Moron and Lauren, uh, are you going to try to get back together? What are we doing, Orion? Oh. I was upset that he was on the screen this episode. And then when I saw the previews, I was furious. I know. No need for him. Lauren deserves better. Way much better. better. Much better. Way better. I have maybe a, a theory or a question, which I'll get to when we talk about them. I don't want to do the whole show up top. Before we do, a little business. Real quick, we're on Patreon. We're on Supercast. It's it's true. It's a sad time of the year because the other way has ended. Oh. It's what we were covering on the premium feeds. But it was days. amazing. It was amazing. Three-part tell-all. It was about nine hours of tell-all, and I loved so every good. minute of it. So good. But when one door closes, another opens. And we're opening a door to the single life. Woo-hoo. I couldn't be more excited. I love it. I love the cast. It's something new. I love it. So we'll be covering The Single Life on Patreon, on Supercast, starting at the Cousins Club level. You can get audio only. If you want to see us on video talk about that show, well, jump on over to the Family Affair level and you can get video. Plus, you'll get a monthly bonus. And I know Teresa is going to want me to remind everyone, we may or may not be doing a Christmas bonus. And we may or may not be in Christmas costumes. You got that right. So if you're on the Patreon, if you're on the Supercast, you may or may not get a Christmas bonus. I don't believe there's a MAFS episode next week. There's nothing next week. There's nothing next week. So if you're on the Patreon, if you're on the Supercast, maybe you'll get something from us. Yeah. Maybe you'll get something. The bonus. Yes. So patreon.com slash Reality, marriedthreality.supercast.com. Also, we're on Instagram. Check us out over there at marriedthrealitypod. We post memes, news, scheduling, but most fun, you can message us there. You can talk to us. You can chat with us. You can... Message us privately. You can join the chat. You can comment on each episode. And I love that um, you I, guys I moved talk on, to each other, I moved too. on to the Instagram, Teresa. I don't know where you Oh, are. I'm still on Patreon. I know. I could tell. I'm oh. like, Instagram doesn't have those features yet. <laughs> well, Instagram, just, just message me on Instagram or comment on our posts when we post something. You got that we right. We should post more. All right. Um, so that's Instagram at Mary Reality Pod. Also... Make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. It's so easy to do. Look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot. It's all this drama that's happening on the maps because, man, I'm enjoying this. Pretty dramatic. I was very over maps. And if this season came right after this, was it San Diego, the one before? Nashville. Oh, it was Nashville. If this one came right after Nashville... I was telling John that I want to skip it. I don't want to cover it. I was so bummed by maths at that point. But they took a break. We took a break. And we said, hey, let's let's give them one more shot. And I'm glad we did. <laughs> Look at this. Um, so, yes, Smash Like It's As Hot as all the drama. And last but not least, if you guys haven't left a review, I'll say it again. Tis the season to share some love and Nothing would be better, no better gift than a, a review from you guys. And if you leave a five-star review, we will read it on the Monday podcast. Yes. All right. That's the business. Let's do it. Enough small talk. Let's get into the meat of this episode. Married at First Sight, Denver, season 17, episode 10. Shall we start with Claire and Cameron? Yes. Good morning. Who dis? Good morning. Uh, bad night. Good morning. I don't know. Cameron is 
sort of apologizing slash addressing how he thought he had brought up his father's illness, but realizes I, now he hadn't. I honestly don't get this. And I, I did have a sick father for a while. Luckily, he's okay now, right? But we didn't know what's going to happen. And I would never hide it from you. And that's even if we were dating, right? It's such a big deal. And you don't have to go into details, but you can mention it. The fact that he didn't mention it and then adds and says, yeah, he's been sick for a long time. So I kind of made peace with this and I kind of said my goodbyes. It's like, this is huge. Why wouldn't you share it with your wife? And again, you don't have to go into details. You can just say, hey, like, I have a sick dad and I don't really want to talk about it just now, but I wanted wanted you to know. I didn't hear him say that he has said his goodbyes. I heard him say that he's been sick for a while. And to me, that makes sense. I can understand that reasoning of it's not top of mind. It's something he's come to terms with. He's not thinking about it every second of every day. And so... It's not the first thing he thinks he should tell his new wife. I understand that reasoning. Well, okay, maybe he didn't say goodbyes, but he said something in the sense that he made peace with it. And if, He said he's been sick for a while now, yeah. so it's nothing new and he didn't feel the need to make a big deal of no, it. No, but he made it sound like if the dad died, he would be okay with it because he's been sick for so long that he made peace with it. I didn't hear any of this. Maybe you're reading into it or maybe I missed it. What I did hear, and he didn't, explicitly say what his dad was dealing with i'm guessing cancer because he called him a survivor and i think that's terminology that is used when talking about someone who's had cancer fought cancer dealing with cancer and i think it's recurring because cameron seems very cautious about triggering stress with within his dad which could make his condition worse. So I get it. I I don't have an issue with Cameron keeping it a little closer to the vest, but I didn't like when Cameron was like, oh, I thought I told you and sort of just brushing it off as, well, we, we should have the conversation now, but he's just spinning it like, no, I thought you knew. I thought I told you. I think maybe he blocked it off and didn't realize I still think he should have told her, but he should have told her in private. He shouldn't have just told her in front of her no, friends. No, you can't. You, no, it's you don't a, have the not right. Pa- it's not a party story. You don't have the right to tell someone how they can share that news. And however he's most comfortable with it, and as I said last episode, a lot of people feel more comfortable sharing private information in public because it lessens the uh, seriousness of it. It, it doesn't. It doesn't feel as daunting to... If you're saying it in a lighthearted setting with other people, there's other people to take the attention and the pressure off you. If it's just you and me sitting on the couch late at night and I tell you this, there's nowhere to go from there. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. There's no one else to jump in and say, you know what? I forgot to tell you a funny thing happened earlier today. It's it's easier for some people to address serious situations in a more lighthearted scenario. I get it. I, per- I personally don't get it, but I get what you're saying. You don't have to understand it, but I, I would like you to understand that some people deal with things I, differently. Listen, I, I do, but I'm going to bring it back to the fact that she's not his girlfriend. She's not his date. They're married and they didn't just get married. They've been married for a while now. And, that's and the, the f- fact that he, I don't know, I think 
her being caught off guard with something so big in front of her friends on the last episode was just uncomfortable. And don't get me wrong, I like Cameron. I feel for him. I understand that that's something that he, he doesn't want to talk about or he doesn't want to share. But again, you don't need to overshare. You can mention and move on. And she is smart enough. She's a therapist that she would respect this. She would not be like, oh, tell me more. Tell me, tell me more. What's going on? She would be like, oh, thank you for sharing. Take your time. Well, that's the interesting dance that these people have to do is, yes, you're correct to look at it as they are married and a married couple would discuss these things. But the reality is they've known each other for a week or two. And so to get into those conversations is a little more difficult. I think your mindset is, is right. If you're going by the book, that is, Hey, your husband and wife, you guys should discuss these things. But a lot of these relationships fail because no one's actually going through their day to day as if they are married. It's a communication thing. Like you, need to communicate and it's up to you how you communicate it and I think you can share as much as you feel comfortable and it can be the bare minimum but I think she deserved to learn about something this big in a more private setting again do you have to go into details but I think that was just interesting it was it wasn't even like oh it was in a crowd we have a party it was her and her friend yeah but again it, he didn't just say it out of nowhere. There was a call and response. Someone did bring something up and then he, and maybe he had been keeping it in and it was simmering and it was boiling to the top. And he was thinking, maybe I should address this. Maybe I should. And then finally someone was like, how's your family feel about you being on the show? And he was like, my dad's on his deathbed. Like maybe that was what happened too. Okay. I can see that. So anyways, what, what Claire doesn't want to hear from Cameron are a lot of big words. Like mastication. But, okay. Was she joking? Was he joking when he said, well, I, I need to sound smart? I think he was joking. I think he was somewhat joking. I think he likes to use big words. I, I, I like love big words to and use I cannot big words. Lie. Yeah. Don't you love when I use big words? You, yeah, you, it's one of my favorite highlights of the day or a week. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, where did you learn that? But he, I think, does. I appreciate that. Claire's just at the point where I think she has the ick and yeah, and she's just being turned off by any little thing as not that religion's a, any little thing. But again, if I need to update my references, but if Cameron was Brad Pitt, I think Claire would be okay <laughs> with him being an atheist. Like she's just not that into him. And so any little thing is a deal breaker, like big words. I think out of all the guys, the show, he's the best looking uh, he has his moments. Like he, there is something to him. So I wouldn't really dis, disclaim his looks. Okay. But uh, yes, girls love Brad Pitt. We all love Brad Pitt. But I think Claire, again, is smart enough that the way someone looks, I don't think would be enough for her. It wouldn't be enough for me either. And I'm not saying I'm that smart. Or am I? <laughs> <laughs> but I think for me... There is looks is part of it because it's attraction, right? The way you look, that's the first thing you see. Yes. And then it's, we get deeper. And then, and I, I admit it, I judge uh, how guys dress because that's also part of the attraction for me, right? Sure. And then how you smell. I don't just meet a perfume. And obviously the communication, com conversation. So looks is the first thing you see, but then it's way more 
if we started dating and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's so hot. I was telling my friends, right? Yeah. But then if you turn out to be an asshole, which I almost thought you were when you kind of ghosted me, but then you got sick. I was sick. Then I was like, oh, here we go again. And not that I've been ghosted as many times, but it's New York City, right? That's that's the thing. Guys just, good looking guys just ghost girls and move on. And so it's definitely not just about a look. So you're using Brad Pitt saying, oh, if he looked like Brad Pitt, she would stay with him. I don't think that's true. I, I think he- I think they would maybe have a better connection because she would be like, oh my gosh, I need to make out with this guy or something. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be enough. No, I'm just saying I think you get away with a little bit more when you're Brad Pitt. And she's Claire's just not feeling romance. She feels like there's zero romance. But he doesn't feel it either, but he wants to explore it. And she doesn't even want to go there. He's very confusing to me because on one hand, one day, he's seemingly the more optimistic one thinking romance will come in time and just like, so you're saying there's a chance, like one in a million, 0.1%, you're saying there's a chance. And then the next day he's like, I don't know. I, I don't think this is healthy. I think I need to leave. I think he's trying, but he gets frustrated because nothing's being like, she, she doesn't, she's, she friend zoned him. And yeah. whenever he tries, she's like, oh, so cute. Don't, don't make me cry. But <laughs> that's it. There is nothing more really. And her saying, oh, like maybe like we should, should we hold hands? Like don't ask, like hold hands if you feel like it. But don't you think they friend zoned each other? Well, I think he got to the point that he's like, well, all right. You're in the friend zone now, but I think he was trying okay. more so than her. Okay. I think he was just open to, let's give it a shot and see. Let's maybe, not to get physical, but let's maybe hug or sit closer okay. to each other and see if that will spark any sparks. No. Oh, right. <laughs> Interests. <laughs> Shall we move on to another couple who is seemingly doomed? Yep. Let's move to Emily and Brennan, Chef Brennan making breakfast. It's the least he can do around here. I mean, don't, don't take the friend side. I I talked to some of our friends on the Instagram and Patreon and people think those girls were morons. Oh, I think the girls were absolutely. Especially the one that was going so aggressive at him. Uh, Teresa, you know, sarcasm is my third language after English and Czech, but... I, so that's a very poor sarcasm. <laughs> I still think because Emily says, I didn't tell my friends to say anything. That was all them. I'm going to say that it was the producers. I don't think she, okay. I don't think she told her friends like, oh my gosh, you have to talk to Brennan or oh, he's the worst. But I think she said, you know what? Like things are going well, but we're working through a few things. And he told me he's not attracted to me. And so I'm trying to figure it out, but all yeah, good. Yeah. In her Emily positive fashion. So and positive. I think her friend just got aggressive saying, wait, what? He said, what? And he doesn't even plate things when he takes them out of the oven. And they just, they were trying to be the macho friends, like the girlfriend power. And here we go. I'm all for girlfriend power, but it was an aggressive girlfriend power. Well, girlfriend power can backfire on your girlfriend because they could come at Brennan so hard that it turns him off from them and Emily. Oh, for sure. There's so many times where you see your partner's friends or family and you're like, do I really want to spend the rest of my life with them? Yeah. And it can backfire. So it's all good intention, 
but just have a conversation like adults. I think it was good that Emily took his side and said, I'm so sorry I didn't put them up for it. That shouldn't have happened. It was a party. We were supposed to have fun. And she says, I will always take your side. Yeah. And for someone who's never been in a relationship, she's doing really well. Like I was expecting her to be out of control, diva, and she really is not. That's a good point. Brennan still seems so dejected, though. I don't know if you pick up on this, but the entire conversation and most conversations he'll have one on one with her. He's not making eye contact. He's looking everywhere else but her. He just seems so down and out. I she did something not intentionally. I think she fought it or she burped or she she did something that he's he cannot get past this. Yeah. Tell us. It must be something that turns him off. I know, clearly. And he thinks he's protecting her by not saying it, but I think he's doing the opposite. He's letting us all fill in the blanks. We're doing Mad Libs over here. And the reason why I think it's her appearance or something physical is because if it's something she said, right, he would have said it. He would have said, yeah, um, we disagree on politics. Or she said she made a bad comment. I don't agree with it. I'm mad at her, right? And it wouldn't make her necessarily look bad. I mean, uh, it, it would. It totally could, depending on what it is. It depends what it was, but correct. But I, because he's been so like, uh, I can't, I would, I would not, I would not want someone to do this to me. It's something in Maybe. her physical appearance or something she did. Well, what he said was, if I, if I even acknowledged it or, or mentioned it, it's not going to change anything. So I I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of physical things you can't change and there's a lot of physical things you can change. And I'm not advocating that you change for somebody, but just that mindset of like, well, there's a lot, uh, she can't change it. I don't, I don't know. They were drinking a lot. Maybe she did something while being drunk. He didn't like, and I don't know. I hope we'll find out. Yeah. So then we go to Pilates and every time I see Pilates on these shows, I'm like, oh, This is not what I thought Pilates was. I always, when I hear Pilates, I picture like ribbon dancing. I picture a bunch of women in a room ribbon dancing. You can do Pilates at home too, but you also have the Pilates machines. Yeah, this was, I I don't know. I pictured it as like some ballet, some, I don't know why. Because maybe like Pilates, pirouette, I have no idea. But every time I see it, I'm like, oh, this looks difficult. Yes. I, I almost went to a class and then I changed my mind. Because I just don't find it that interesting. Yeah. I don't know how you can really get toned. What by are you talking about? Did you see it? It was like a crazy workout. I guess. Crazy workout. I guess. Anyway. I feel like I'm more about like, let's grab some ways and. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your old Europe mentality. Yeah. You're like, give me a kettlebell and a heavy bag. <laughs> I just picture you in like those old school, like Russian weightlifting outfits with a barbell across your back. Am I Russian or what? No, but in my fantasy, you're wearing that leotard. Like Borat? Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Theresa gets very heated when anyone confuses her and mistakes her for Russian. Yeah, because it's not cool. You know, I'm joking. It's the same thing if I said you're from misery. Sure. You see? You see how you... you <laughs> Hold see me back. Hold you me back. Feel, you're feeling... You're feeling... Uh, like you were put out of your place, out of your state. Yeah. Put me out of my misery. 
<laughs> Moving on. Uh, Becca and Austin. Again, they want to pretend they're this hot to trot couple. I call BS. But first, let's play some cribbage, which they're they're doing all they can to make it sexual. It's, it sounds like a Harry Potter game. It totally does. Right? Well, quittage, right? Yeah. How do you know? You don't even like Harry you Potter. You forced me to watch Harry Potter. I tried to read the book in high school. I, I'm telling you, I gave it a fair chance. I just think it stinks. You tried to read the first book in high school? I read like 40 pages and I- It's had, too late. You were too old. No, I wasn't. That's what it- What do you mean? You it, were supposed, came out. You were supposed to read the books when you were like 12 or 13, the first one. I couldn't. I was too old. That's when it, what but, year that, did, but that's on you. What year did it come out? It's not my fault. Although my friend, my friend Marco, you know him yeah. from New York. He loves Harry Potter. I think he's a little older than you. He might be. The first book came out in oh ninety seven. Oh yeah. Huh. So you were I'm still. I was seven. You wow. were eleven. Seven eleven. <laughs> yeah. So. You should, that's when you should so have read it. was a couple it. years late. Because you would have fallen in love with it. You know, that, was like- the, that was the age of you coming out of, still have the imagination of a child, but kind of coming out there. I grew up with the books. I read the first one when I was 12. Harry was 11 in that book. I literally read it as I kind of went with it. Okay. And that's why I love it so much. All right. I, mean, I was like getting lost in that world and I hated the actual world <laughs> for a while. I loved the idea of living under the staircase. Yes. Yeah, there, that was about the, where it, the entire impression of Harry Potter for you. There's well, way more I, to I it. I thought you only got like 40 pages in. <laughs> oh, so you never really got out of that staircase. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the movie and well, we don't have to go into that. All right. So they're just playing cribbage and the sexual tension is there. Becca's trying to make sexual innuendos to loosen Austin up, but he's just not receptive. And, and Teresa was muttering it under her breath. Teresa's got her hot take. None of our friends agree with that hot take. Let me just put that out there. She's on the a small island. penis. She's on a small penis island all by herself. No one is buying into that. So why? Here's, why is so, he not? Be, because here's 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 what I'm gonna say. Right? I don't think he pretends to like her because at this point, everyone everyone's failing. If he was failing too in the relationship, it almost would have been better because then he would be like, oh, guys, like, we're failing too. Oh, no, he wants to put on this front that I'm- I don't I'm, think so. I don't think he cares. He's got five more weeks if he can just hang in there and he can see it through like a gentleman. I don't, so my two thoughts would be he's not that into her or I'll kind of swim over to your island a little bit. I'm not going to go full small penis. But maybe he's just sexually inexperienced and doesn't want that to come out on TV where after they do something and of course they're going to be like, so how was it? Maybe he's scared. She's going to be like, not that good. Or maybe, maybe his penis is still in the third leg. Um, a lot of men's are. Yeah, but she's Jewish. And no Jewish men's are. <laughs> yeah, that's a thought. Yeah, or, or he only has one ball. All right. The conspiracy thickens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Group potluck hang. Potluck hang. I hate the word potluck. I hate the word potluck. I hate the idea of potluck. I you hate know a why? potluck. Because it's always bad luck. There's never anything that good there. Here's why. I Potluck sounds to me like 
people bring food that you don't know what's in it. Well, that's what it is. You so don't know. Luck. I don't like that idea. I don't want luck to be involved with my food. I know. I, it sh- there should be zero luck involved. This should just be guaranteed good. I know. I don't like potluck either. I I got some shit from people about it. But I'm like, I don't need to try your casserole. I don't need casseroles. Exactly. You're you're bound to offend someone. You're bound to do the wrong thing, make the wrong face. It's it's bad news, Bears, and I can see our phones lighting up. Our friends love potluck. <laughs> <laughs> I can already see that, but don't invite us. We're not coming. My friend did a potluck wedding. Oh, at please, at five I'm a.m. Over on the here. beach. No, was, I'm like, no, I'm, get a get a couple pizzas or something. Yeah, I'm like, I'm glad you didn't didn't invite me. Jeez. Oh, that was that was before we met, but. Yeah, I just potluck. I like potluck if you purchase food so I can see the packaging. I don't know. Is it weird? No, I I, tr- I don't trust most people that attend potlucks. Trust no one. I barely trust you. I barely trust John. So everyone's there. Lauren strolls in and then finally Orion shows up with like, he said it was cake from his friend's bakery. I'm da- That was supermarket cake. Oh, that was, yeah. That was absolute <laughs> supermarket cake. Maybe his friend works at the supermarket. There's a good shout in the bakery section yeah. of the supermarket. Yeah, because I've seen that cake Like before. some, like, for example, Whole Foods, they have a nice bakery section. Sure. So. Sure. But he tried to make it seem like it was this authentic craft culinary experience. No. First of all, you have no friends, Orion. So I doubt your friend works at a bakery. <laughs> but they started going around talking about the relationships. Brennan's sharing the bumps in their relationship, saying nothing romantic yet. And he's like, I just want to be open with you guys and, and tell you what we're going through. It's like, be open with your wife. He's, yeah. he's all like, I just want to be open with you guys. Be open with the only person that it matters who you're open with. Yeah. And I think Cameron and Claire are realizing that, wait a minute, we're not the only one who are struggling. We all seem to struggle, but back in Austin at this point. But I think it was Cameron who picked up on it and said, yeah, back in Austin, they need to start having some deeper conversation and really communicate or they're not going to make it. They're very like surface level. Totally. Well, a lot of these couples are. Here's what I wanted to talk about in regards to Lauren and Orion. So Orion's like, Lauren and I have decided to get a divorce. And Lauren goes, I, not Lauren and I. Saying you, Orion, you decided. And Orion goes, well, after the honeymoon, I wanted a divorce. Everything that followed made it more real. And I knew that's what I wanted. And then Lauren goes, yeah, you know, there was an occasion where I made a horrible, offensive joke. And for her to say that, either she's been so gaslit by Orion into thinking Mm -hmm. that she did indeed make a horrible offensive joke or she said something we didn't see on camera. But I would never admit to something I didn't do like that. I would never sit there, especially on camera and go, yeah, there was an occasion I made this horrible if I didn't do it. So did she say something off camera? I think she feels gaslit or she feels she is gaslit. Yeah. Gaslit. One of those is right. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure it out. But it just it really shocks me for her to apologize for that. Maybe the editors were trying to make her look better, and so they cut it out or they edited it differently. But she's owning up to something that we didn't see her do, and it makes me question things. Yeah, but then she turns it around and says that it was Orion who asked for a divorce, and again. 
and again took it back, slut shamed me, asked for a divorce again, and then she said I failed the marriage. Yeah. And Orion, what a moron. He's like, I don't think you failed uh, the marriage. It's like, uh, bro, you just said it. Dude, we have it on camera. Yeah, and Lauren just calls him a gaslighter. Right, right, which he is a gaslighter, a flip-flopper. He'll say one thing one day and the next thing the next day. And just <laughs> the camera pans and just everyone's mouth is agape like they're staring at a car crash. And you kind of hit on it a second ago where everyone's looking at these couples going like, I guess we're not that bad. Yeah. You almost feel like the experts invited Lauren and Orion to the potluck. So the other couples would look and go, oh, I guess we're not that bad. I guess we do have a chance. Also, R- Lauren and Orion are the only ones who brought food that I would eat. Like a purchased cake and a charcuterie board. Ooh, the charcuterie. I love charcuterie. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going to go back to their apartments after listening to that tale and go, oh, compared to Lauren and Orion, we're a power couple. Look yeah. At, like, we're, we're killing it compared to them. Yeah. And Cameron steps into and said, well, we have our own issues too, but we have a special chemistry. And Claire's agree with that. What's the special chemistry? It's called friendship, dude. It's a little bit of a friendship. It is. Like, you don't have a special chemistry. You have no chemistry with your friends. But it's not even a friendship. I would say Becca and Austin is a friendship. Mm, Claire and Cameron are colleagues, coworkers. Mm. They don't have fun. They're not laughing. They're not joking. Becca and Austin have a special relationship, a special connection. That's a friendship. Claire and Cameron, no. They're just punching the clock. But they bring up their issues and basically it comes down to religion and the lack of intimacy. Yeah. From both. Yeah. Um, So then Austin says he and Becca, they're doing good, though they've had a similar religion issue. Literally, religion and... Intimacy. Yeah. Austin being slow. Yeah. And Becca's crying. They're all crying. Lauren's like, crying. This is how most potlucks end, I feel like, is in tears. <laughs> <laughs> I thought most potlucks end in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's a good place to take a break, a, a bathroom break. When we come back, we'll split up. We'll talk two on two, one on one. It's going to get juicy. All right. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. How is it going? <laughs> it's going better than it's going over on that side of the table, I think. Why? You're, is it because of my swollen eyelids? You're getting more Quasimodo by the moment. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I'm allergic to something in this apartment. Let's fully disclose in case this podcast takes a weird turn. <laughs> Teresa has popped a Zyrtec. Yeah. And poured a glass of wine. So <laughs> <laughs> if things start going sideways... You know why. Well, I have this growing eyelid. I woke up like this this morning. One eyelid was just huge. I was like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Then it got a little better. And now I'm talking to John in the kitchen. We're about to podcast. And I feel the growth. Mm -hmm. And it just started growing. I witnessed it in real time. I'm like, John, look at my eyelid. And he's like, oh my gosh, it's growing. Sure is. And the other one started to grow too. Quit winking at me. It's just so heavy. Let's talk about Emily and Becca. A little girl talk at the apartment. And here's what I didn't like. 
Becca is doing the supportive friend thing, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's always helpful. When Becca's like, there's no way Brennan's not attracted to you. He's totally attracted to you. It's like, that's what girls do. That's what girls do. It's what guys do, probably. But he's not. And lying to her doesn't help. If, if she said, you're so gorgeous, like, I think you're so beautiful. So many guys think you're so beautiful, but people are attracted to different things. So maybe he's not. That's helpful. That's That's why you don't have a girlfriend. That's supportive. What do you mean? Like, I mean, girlfriend, girlfriends, because you, it's not what you do with girls. It's not helpful. You fluff it up. Fluff it up at first. It's not helpful to lie to people. People are big. They're adults. They can take it. You have to say. Not everyone is going to be attracted to you. That's just. The end of the day, that's the true, truth. But you have to say, oh my gosh, like you're so beautiful. Like he's, defi- he's definitely attracted to that's you. That's not true. But he is probably having some other issues. He's trying to figure uh, out. Uh, Maybe he's still into his ex. Uh, Maybe he probably wasn't ready uh, for this. And you're so way better than him. Uh, you're so, you know what? You might be better without him if you guys don't say it's on decision <laughs> day. I, I, girl, you're so, you're so awesome. You're so gorgeous. Like for, forget about Brennan. Just move. Just, just divorce him. But like 80, this is girl, this is girl's power. But like 87% of that was helpful and authentic and true. And then there was a, the other percent, which I'm not good at math, that was not, it was just a lie. And, 90, it, and yeah, it invalidates, 13. it invalidates everything else that you said. Cause I'm going, well, you lied to me about this. Is any of it true? Just give it to me straight. Tell me the truth. Tell me that I am beautiful. If you think I am and tell me that, look, not, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Not everyone's going to think you're attractive. That'll 13%. help me. Thank you. <laughs> I just didn't, I just, I don't know. I can't subscribe to inauthenticity. And that was I'm with you. You don't, girls are not being inauthentic, but I, I have friends that I can be super honest with. And I have friends that I need to fluff it up a little bit. And but it's just because I don't want to get into the whole thing of like, I'm a shitty friend. But just tell, you don't have to tell the whole truth. You tell part of it. You don't have to lie and go, oh, he's totally attracted to you. Look at you. Of course he's attracted to you. Just go, I think you're beautiful. And that's a, that's enough. That's a nice compliment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brandon and Austin, they're talking. Basically Brandon, kind of the same thing. Well, he says, we hear it from his mouth. There was attraction in the beginning. Now there's not. I wish I could take a pill and create chemistry, but there's no pill for that. So that's the truth. That's how he feels. That's not what Becca was telling. Maybe Emily. when she slipped in the shower, it was just like a really weird thing. She probably farted when she slipped in the shower. <laughs> yeah, maybe she pooped a little. It all goes back to farting. Yeah. Or maybe like her boob fell out. It wasn't a well, good look. Hot. Like I. Yeah, there is something. Something happened. We'll find out. I hope so. We'll find out. If not, we'll continue to speculate, and that's why it's bad. We should. Someone should tell us something. He will eventually. All right. Claire and Cameron are now back at their apartment, and they're, it's kind of what we were saying about bring the bad couples, and you'll think you're doing better. Mm-hmm. They're realizing maybe we're not as bad as we thought we were. Yeah, but they both agree that Becca and Austin are just avoiding the hard conversations, and that's not recipe for a healthy relationship. Right. They kind of go and dissect each other, all the other couples and go like, well, Becca and Austin, they're not talking about their issues. Emily and Brendan, they're not being honest. Like, but we're doing all that stuff. We're doing better. We're doing good. And camera goes in the spirit of being honest, I've been inspired to consider myself a little more moving forward. Apparently Orion and Lauren inspired Cameron 
to realize like, hey, maybe we won't be able to get past our issues. Well, I think he maybe didn't want to give up, right? He's like, let me just keep going and see. But now he sees that, all right, I guess... If we see zero future, it's okay to call it quits. But that's called decision day. That's called 17 oh, seasons you. of this show. I'm with you. And I think they will make it until D-Day. I don't <sighs> think they will divorce. That's a hot take. I think they will make it. They're already sleeping in separate bedrooms. Yeah, but I think they will keep the friendship going. They, they will keep trying. One. They will keep trying. All right. So Dr. Pia pays them a visit. The next day. Yeah. And... They're not the Lord of the Rings at all. <laughs> They're the, lo- the Lord, the Lords of Zero Rings. <laughs> Doctor P immediately notices. No, Cameron may be wearing a mock turtleneck, but he is not wearing a ring. I love turtlenecks, and today I got to compliment people. Say, Vito, this is your style. I'm like, it's absolutely my style. Steve Jobs over it's there. It's my serious style. Like, if I want to make a good point in a conversation, I put a turtleneck on. You're wearing one right now. Exactly. Uh, so many good points. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Cameron's like, well, we've realized our long-term viability, viability is probably not there. And Pia's like, whoa, let's slow down. Is there any possibility of this working? And here's where it gets so confusing all the time with Cameron. He's like, I want to make it work, but there's this disagreement. Well, and he's right. I'm with him. He's like, yes, but we have this fundamental disagreement on kids religion and there is no romance mm-hmm. kids and religion it's huge you cannot overcome it i'll just be honest and you cannot overcome when someone says oh i want to raise my kids religious because i am a big believer in the big guy mm-hmm. and the other person says i'm an atheist absolutely fucking not no Th- you're there's right there's no way you can make it work unless you get a dog instead we nice or a goat, if you're Sarper and Shekinah. Please don't get me started on goats. We need to go back and watch maybe the matchmaking episode and see if any of these questions were answered. Because mm. th- this is either a failure of the honesty. EPC and well, no, I don't. And I, DP number two. Maybe, maybe a failure of the questionnaire. The sex DP. Uh huh, Doctor Pia, or. <laughs> Or a failure of transparency from the participants and not being totally honest and trying to play it cool. Like, yeah, I'm open to different religions. Yeah, I'm open to maybe having kids or not. And then when push comes to shove, you're not that open. Somewhere there's a failure in the system. And I want to know where that is. And I don't know if the matchmaking episode would shine light on that. But mm, interesting. that's what makes me scratch my head about this couple. But Dr. P is like, just go have some fun. Stop worrying about all this serious stuff. You guys have been together a couple of weeks. I know you're married, but stop worrying about kids and religion and all. Just go have fun. Yeah, live in the moment. Which is good advice. Yeah, because she's like, I don't want this to be a missed opportunity. And it's true. I think all these couples, like, listen, you're going to have a decision day. Whether it sucks or not, you should keep trying. You have two bedrooms. That's why you have two bedrooms, mm-hmm. right? If you have to split it up. But keep trying. We've seen it many times and yes, and it usually ended up a bit of divorce, but keep trying. But this is where I, again, I get confused with Cameron because the advice is just go have some fun. And Cameron's response is, well, good advice, but I need to sleep on it. Good advice, but like, I need some time. Huh? You just said you wanted to make it work, but you're unwilling to just be like, great, let's go have fun. I think he wants to sleep on 
all right, how are we going to do this relationship? I Are we going to be friends having fun? Are we going to try to be more romantic? Like, I get it. I would want to sleep on something like this too. I don't know what You cannot just, when we, you cannot go from, yeah, fundamental disagreements, blah, 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 to like, absolutely, let's try this. Sure. I'm uh, like, it, let, let me think about it. But the advice wasn't, let's just try this marriage thing as a serious partnership. The advice was just try to go have fun. Forget about the dis. The, the advice was literally don't sleep on it. The advice was don't think about kids and religion. The advice was go bowling. I get it, but I still think that it's okay for him to sleep on it. Okay. Well, I don't think they slept yet, but they go and they talk after Dr. Pia leaves. Yeah. Cameron tells Claire, I need to know if you want me to stay. Like it's already gotten to this point where they're on the precipice of divorce. Yeah. And she says, well, it's up to you. And here's the thing. She should have just said yes, because it's up to you is followed by, yeah. well, I would miss you. And I feel like, I think, I feel like he wants to stay, but he wants to hear it from her. Totally. And that would help get out of the friend zone. Is like, yeah. that's a romantic gesture to say, yeah. no, I want you to stay. I think I would miss you. And that's trying. That's effort to put that out there. And, Claire doesn't do it. And so Cameron's like, all right, well, I'll sleep in the spare bedroom then. And, and we'll see if this is something we can maintain. And I feel like what he was saying is, let's see if we can maintain a separate bedroom. Like, let's try sleeping That's apart what and it see, sounded like, see if we miss each other. Yeah. and But then he asks her, he's like, do you see a future with me? Yeah. And she said she doesn't know. I don't know. It's not, it's not looking good for these two. Nope. Not looking good. It's not right. looking good for anyone. Well, let's go to another couple. It's not looking Speaking good for. Speaking of, Dr. P, SDP, is visiting Emily and Brennan. Sex Dr. Pia. Yes. Yeah. And not to be confused with absent Dr. DP? Pepper. Yeah, yeah. Flat. This Dr. Pepper went flat. Like, where's she been? <laughs> right? So. Probably uh, like hanging out in a salad, right? Because she's a pepper. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Zyrtec, folks. Here we go. So oh, that was pretty good. Emily basically says they had a little bit of a rocky re-entry into reality, but now they're back on track. And I'm like, what track are you looking at? Yeah, I was like, are you? Because, again, it's followed by, but there is still disconnect when it comes to romance and chemistry. So what track are you on? I kind of think she does this to protect herself. Mm. Like she doesn't want to face the reality that things aren't good. So she tells herself and others that they're good. But the reality is it's it's not. There's really nothing positive about this relationship. No. And then she says that Brennan is having a hard time verbalizing his feelings. Mm -hmm. But but one thing he's sure about is that he's not attracted to her. So what uh, can you tell us? Can you verbalize? Can you put into words? Please share with the class. What is it that you're not attracted to? Now, let's be mindful of Emily here. Like, I hate this whole trying to pretend he's so thoughtful and he's so caring. Mm -hmm. I don't think he is. If he was, I really think the most thoughtful thing you can do is tell someone why you're dragging them through this misery of wondering what's wrong with me. Misery, not Connecticut. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Misery loves company. And he's going on this whole thing of like, come on, Emily, let's be mindful. I wouldn't want someone to do this to me. 
Emily's doing these squinty eyes, which she, she does it a lot. Which she does. Pia locks into it and wonders, all right, what's going on here? And when he, when she asks what's with the squinty eyes, Brennan just starts to like take control and talk over her. Yeah, he's trying to explain and SDP says, No, Brennan, I'm talking to I'm talking to Emily. Let Emily talk. Let Emily explain. <sighs> and she sits there and her eyes are like rolling from side to side, getting bigger and smaller. He's like, it's a thinking face, right? It's a thinking face. It's like, and I don't know, like, let her talk. Well, he's like, okay, oh, I, I need a moment with my wife. I need to check on her if she's okay. Uh. Well, here's the thing. And Dr. SDP said it too. She said, would you care? I like, don't think so. I think he's trying to control the narrative. He mm. He's trying to get him out in front of anything that might come out and make him look bad. He's trying to control the narrative. He doesn't care. Mm, I guess. I don't, talking for her is not caring. How is that caring? Being like answering a question that wasn't asked to you. Not talking for her, but the fact that he's like, I need to check on my wife if she's okay. Like, yes, it's an asshole move. He's being, an, he's being rude. But at the same time, if he didn't care for her at all, would you do this? No. What he's doing in my mind, and it, my, this idea is supported by the fact that he won't shed light on the issue that he has. He's just trying to ride out the eight weeks, trying to avoid as little, as much conflict as he can, just get to decision day and then just end it like he's supposed to and say like, you know what? No, I don't think we're right for each other. That I think he just is trying to skate by without getting into any trouble ruffling any feathers, getting canceled, whatever it is. He just wants to reach decision day and tap out. Mm -hmm. We'll see. So Pia ends up leaving. Well, Pia first said you should go to therapy. And Brennan was like, absolutely not. Well, he, I don't, okay. He said, I support therapy. It's, um, it helps people, but absolutely fucking not. I'm not, I'm not doing it. And he gets a very defensive. Totally. Therapy is good. It doesn't mean that you're crazy. That's the old school mindset or mindset of someone who, I don't know, who doesn't understand. But therapy, it's it's like you're going to a dentist to check on your teeth. You're checking on your mental health. Yeah. It's okay. And it's not embarrassing. It's not something you should you should be ashamed of. Like it's something that can help you. But that's the stigma. And I think he is, or his family's from Russia. And you can tell me what a European mindset is. I told about. you before, people do go to therapy, but we don't talk about it. Yeah. And so maybe he doesn't want to talk about it. But I also think it's just, it's a little bit of a man thing to be like, no, I'm fine. I'm tough. I can deal with my problems myself. But he was super defensive and got even more so once Pia left and Emily brought up the idea of therapy again. Mm-hmm. He kind of like snapped. Yeah. Even big. from having a normal conversation to just getting very serious very fast. Yeah. And that's the emotion he shows. If there's any emotion, it's this, I don't want to say rage, but it's negative emotion. It's never joy. It's never fun. It's never smiling. It's never laughing. I can see him having a short temper. How about his penis? I think his penis is fine. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> so, I think he would bang her if there was attraction. All right. All right. Um, so he's just like, I'm never going to therapy. And then their segment ends. Yeah. Not doing too well. But let's have SDP visit our last couple, Austin and Becca. 
they walk in hands in hands looking like a couple of hipsters and she's loving it she's like oh i love the true connection true love Ooh. pia is loving this yeah 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 the a- sdp sdp on. sdp um not to be confused with stone temple pilots great band but what they call them stp sometimes well i don't know what it is oh, i'll play some songs is there a, is, is there a Jewish? <laughs> Why would it be temple? Jewish? Temple? Oh, never thought of that. Is it a Jewish band? I don't know. There's, they have a song Wicked Garden. They have a song Plush. <laughs> you know the jams. I'll Do play. I? Yeah. I wonder. Well, we'll see. Anyways, you know there's other temples. All right. <laughs> um, so Pia wants to know, how's the intimacy? And Austin's like, Becca, why don't you answer? And they're making out a lot is what we know, which mm-hmm. is uh, not as much as Becca wants, but at least it's something. It's more action than everyone else gets. You got that right. And Austin says he just wants an emotional connection. He wants he wants that more than just banging. Yeah. And then they all start saying banging. They're listening to this podcast. I think other people say banging too. Do they? I think some people uh, say banging. Okay. I mean, not a, not a lot, but... Uh, I like saying banging. Uh, I like banging. So, <laughs> uh, Pia's like, well, I'm not getting banging energy from you, too. I'm seeing this authentic connection. It seems like a real couple. Like, that's not banging. Small I mean, penis. I don't think so. No one agrees with you. Nobody agrees with you. Maybe he, his... I don't know. I don't know. I like my theories. I have about, What's your theory? I have about seven. I'm not sticking to one. Is it the one ball? No, that's my theory. <laughs> Your theories all revolve around his Yeah, because what else? Um, my theories were, one, my my original theory was he's not into her. I think he is. At this point, he can get out of this and just... Okay, my theories were he's not that into her. He's somewhat religious, so he doesn't want to bang if he knows this isn't going anywhere. My other, which I'm sort of liking, is that he's not very experienced in the bedroom because he is sort of a save it till marriage guy. And he doesn't mm. want to be humiliated on TV when the producers ask, how was it? And Becca has to say, not very good. I can see him being very vanilla. I could see Brennan being more vanilla than oh, I think, Austin. I think Brennan, I think yeah. like, I feel like Brennan probably knows how to bang. No, but yeah. I think like, I you're think out of your mind. I think Austin probably doesn't really know what to do with his body. Colin, I know you guys will. Maybe his sexy time takes like 10 seconds and he's just nervous about it. It's possible. So then Pia asks, well, we talk about sex. You say you're not ready for that, but what about things other than intercourse? Would that be okay to do? Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, hell yeah. I'm waiting for someone to ask. And Pia's like, well, what would that look like? Like, I was even getting a little uncomfortable. I was like, don't answer that on Lifetime. Well, Becca's eyes got bigger. But yeah. here's my thing. Oh, you're down for some hand stuff or whatever, right? Who knows? Over the pants, under the pants. Why don't you make the move? Because you know she wants it. True. Yeah. I think he's inexperienced. Ah, uh, I guess. Okay. I think it's a combination of, uh, of his... Um, Toolbox <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, a lack of information in his manual. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? I was gonna say we need to wrap this up before the Zertech kicks in, but I think now you're finding your groove. Ooh, I got nothing else to talk about though. Well, this was it. This was it. It was a uh, it was a good episode. Yeah. Uh- I'm curious to really see what's gonna happen with all these couples. We know that Michael 
or Michael, because this is math. Wrong, wrong show. Michael will get married again, probably. Mm-hmm. We saw Orion and Lauren connecting Ugh. again. Ugh. WTF. Ugh. Yeah, so next week, there's no show. It's a... No show. It's one of those look backs or journey so far Ugh. episodes, so we're not going to be covering that. So I think when we come back, when Mavs comes back, maybe Michael will be getting married. That'd be like a nice triumphant wreath. Yeah. So no Mavs next week. No 90 next week. But if you want something, join the Patreon or the Supercast because we may or may not be doing a bonus in Christmas costumes. May or may right. not. You got that right. So there you go. That's the episode. Thank you guys for listening. Have a wonderful Christmas. Make sure you guys are on the Patreon or Supercast if you want more coverage. You can also go back and just listen to all the coverage. If you're all just, the coverage. If you're just sitting there this week going, man, I, I got nothing to listen to, join the Patreon. There's hours and hours and hours. There's hundreds of episodes. There's the other way coverage from this season. There's bonuses. There's a, Everything. a whole bunch of good stuff. So patreon.com slash Reality, com. We're also on Instagram at Pod. Message us over there. Hang out. It's a good time. Also, make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. It's so easy to do. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot. Yes, what's coming in the new year Woo! because the previous looked great. Very hot. So smash it like it's that hot. And last but not least, tis the season. It really is. Christmas is coming up. If you haven't left a review, please do. If you leave a five-star review, we'll read it on the Monday podcast. Yes. All right, that is it. I've said it all. I've said it all. Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.